Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Next fans, we got all these new toys and we can't play with none of them. Got a special guest on today to complain about it with all of us. Let's go. You know, we haven't we haven't brought someone in to be more reasonable than 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 me and Bam or me and Bam on opposite uh, opposite sides of a bitch fest coming coming close together as time goes by but this week we've brought on one of the more rational more uh 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 level-headed Nets fans out there my guy I'm 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 gonna let him introduce himself and give you all the handles but my guy Steven Steven say hello to the people hello everybody how's everyone hope everyone's doing well tonight name is Stephen Mabine. I go by Steve B7 on Twitter. Stephen M. Smith, my nickname as they call me on the spaces. And I'm ready to talk some Nets basketball tonight. No doubt indeed. My partner with me today uh, is a guy who's been texting me things. Our group chats haven't been very positive. Bam, say hello to the people. Well, I'm going to come in a little bit later. I'm, I'm ramping up towards uh, what I want to say tonight. <laughs> See you in a month. Look. No update. Uh, <laughs> look, we, we all saw what happened today. It looks like they're taking it very slow with Ben, so I guess I was wrong about that. He saw him kind of working on the form of his shot like with Kyle Corver that anything ring wrong with that uh with you Bam uh yeah but before uh, you get to the to... not playing part but just the kind of like shooting mechanics part like isn't that what kind yeah. of like what people do uh, that's an off-season activity to me. What are they going right. to think? They're going to rebuild his shot with 23 games left to go <laughs> in the season. They have been working with the shooting specialist, but but this is what we've come to expect of the Nets. I, I don't even know where to go with this anymore. I've I've been negative about this for weeks since the trade happened, and every step along the way, they're just making my fears to become a reality. Uh, I've been so positive since the um, Ben Simmons trade. You're pulling me into the dark side. Steven, why should I stay in the light? Like, what positive did you see out of Ben working on his shots? Well, what I saw was him learning from at least one of the best shooters and uh, Kyle Korver. So a former least, uh, teammate, right? He yeah. played with Korver. Yep. So that's at least one positive I'll take at it. So if he's going to learn from anybody, he'll learn from at least one of the best. But him at least being out there, being on, being in the practice, you know, it's just I'll take that. But it's also I, I kind of uh, I'll side with Bam on this. And the uh, this has got to be one of the most uh, demanding of patience seasons I've ever like uh, gone through with the Nets, where we've actually gotten better, but it's still like you guys have said in the ramping up stage. But I, I'm still having hope, and I still uh, know that once they finally do get out there, I'll be uh, very happy with uh, with it. But it's just they're really testing the patience this season. Yeah, and, and, and the ramping up should have been done like this. It, they should have went, all right, play 15 minutes. Next game, play 20 minutes. The next game, if you do a little bit better, play 25 minutes. That's 
ramping up, what they're doing is 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 babying them. Like right, right, Matt. They're not ramping him up. They're hiding him from the Philadelphia 76ers on March 10th. Oh, my God. He will not play until after that game. Yo, I hate that concept. It doesn't make sense. Think about it from this perspective. Kyrie Kyrie went out the same round as Ben Simmons. Kyrie went out with an injury, spent the offseason rehabbing, came back to the Nets, was around the team for like five days, and then played. This right. kid is 25 years old, healthy, has been resting on the sideline. And we are hearing that Kevin Durant, 33, off a MCL injury, is closer to returning. They are hiding him. I think he's going to play before the 10th, but then they'll say he needs a couple days rest. He will not play in that game. If he plays before it, I'd be shocked. But it seems to me they're just hiding him from that They. My guess is when this trade was going down, the Nets spoke to his people. And this was part of the, the equation that, hey, look, we'll get him here. Let's ramp him up. But you can't put the kid on the floor against the, the Sixers on the 10th. You can't handle that right now. Here, here's the quote from Nash. They're both working their way back. Kevin is probably closer to coming back and is progressing nicely. I don't like the way none of that shit sounds. <laughs> Me neither. Yo, we have 23 games left. And why yeah, am I hyperventilating? It's 21 because they're not playing in the next two. So you tack two more losses into the uh, right. to the loss column. Right. Boston is hot. They're, right. they're not they're better than them. We're, we're, the Nets are one of the worst teams in the NBA tomorrow night when they field their roster. It's one of the right. worst teams in in basketball it's horrible and, and and that's nothing wrong with that when you take four you know all-star caliber players and take them off the floor everybody's gonna stink so it's it's not like a knock on the roster but right. that's just what it is so they're gonna lose those two games so now we're down to 21 a maximum of 21 games together not including the fact that as of now Kyrie can't play in home games so that's less games that he, they can play together that other injuries may occur that these guys may need rest days or that these guys are also going to necessarily play in game 21, which I have no faith in that. Right. And right. why should I? And, and Steve, if what's the harm, what, what are we, what are we saying that's going to happen that, that we're protecting this? Like, what's the positive part of this? Like, come on guys, help me figure this out. The only positive spin I've heard from Nets Twitter or uh, is that oh we're not going to let teams see what we uh, <laughs> what we like, and to me that is some of the like that's some of the softest because I want teams to have that fear. What happened to that fear that we had that gave teams last year, where we got on the court and teams were already uh, shaking in their boots and it was, the game was over. So to me. To go off of what Ben was saying about Ben not playing in that Philly game, I mean, if he can't play in a regular season game in the Philly game, what happens if, like, we're matched up with them in the playoffs? Like, what, what is he going to be ready by that time? I mean, when the stakes are even higher? So, for me, I, I was expecting him maybe not this first week, but definitely by, like, Monday or Tuesday when we play Toronto for the first time. But if he's not – if he's farther behind than uh, KD, it's really – Kyrie missed the first half of the season and came back and right. looked good for the for the most part. So this kid should definitely, like you said, he's 25. He should definitely be on the court. I know once he will be, you know, it'll be good, but he should definitely shouldn't be having any type of ramp up. Fellas, you know why this worries me? Because it this could really mean that he has mental issues. I've always been on the bond. I know this. I know it's wrong, but because he's in arbitration, and because you know he wants all he wants all of his money from from Philly. Uh, I I I thought he was faking. I thought he was just making trying to make things look good because of the arbitration. However, it's starting to look like Ben has issues. Uh. I, I don't know what those issues are per se, but are, do you think they're rebuilding him mentally? E either one of you. 
Well, look, I mean, there's no shame in, in having mental health issues. But it is a consideration in any hiring practice, particularly on the professional sports scale and the amount of money that is put into this. And this is why I was against trading Harden. And I would have kept him and seen what happened. Because this guy did exactly what James Harden did. He quit on the 76ers because he played a shit series. He got played off the court. He lost his head. People were upset about it. And he said, screw you guys. You were mean to me. That (laughs) happened. That (laughs) happened. Okay? And whether it derived from some sort of mental illness or just good old-fashioned softness, whatever it is, is not something I, I wanted to deal with. And, you know, we can obviously talk about the positives because his, his play does bring good things to the court. I'm just at a spot right now where I don't trust the Nets in anything that they say. So with him, I'm going to just assume negativity until I see positivity. Right. I mean, the Nets keep it pretty close to the vest. We, we know that historically, but there's something more like horrible about this. It's like, it's like grinds on me to um, just the, the over-secrecy. Some I mean, the, transparency the, the, would have been all right, you know? The NBA trade deadline was what, February 10th? Yeah. Okay. On Sunday... It'll be 17 days since he was traded to the Nets. How much time does a professional athlete of his physical stature combined with his age need to get on the floor and play 15 minutes of basketball? (laughs) Answer that question, Stephen. Well, that's the frustrating part is the uncertainty of not knowing when they're actually going to put him on the floor. Because the one thing I was thinking in my head was, all right, give him some time to, you know, get on the, back on the practice court and, and get to know everybody and things like that. But mentally, I was preparing for tomorrow to be his debut. And then the good thing about him was in his career, you know, he's 25. It, he'd be the one constant we'd always have in the lineup. Like, so once he was playing, he'd be there. And with this now, it almost seems like the Nets culture is like you play a little and then you, you come out, I guess, a little but. It's just what's frust- like I said, what's frustrating is um, the uncertainty because it is making me think the whole mental thing with him. He never had anything like this in his career. And I Eve's like you. I'm not again. Mental health is nothing to joke about or, or not take serious. But right. I no one. You know, I, no one I want to make sure that it's clear that that's not that part is not the funny part. And it's not funny if he if he faked it. But a lot of people fake a lot of different Ill- illnesses. And not saying that that's right, it's wrong every single time. It's just, it's just we kind of did the wink and the nod thing with, 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 with um Ben, you know. Because going off what Bam said, it, it's been 17 days and he's still not on the court playing. Like it's it, mentally, I was prepping for it. So for him not to be out there, it just negativity does begin to creep in your head about it. So I just, for me, I just wanted him to get on the court so we could relieve some of those uh, negative thoughts. Yeah, man. I this is this is what I'm gonna say. This might be about money. Uh, I'm gonna. That's my conspiracy theory. Um. Again, if if he jumped right on and 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 started playing right away, he would lose his arbitration. I think the Nets would help him with that, um, make it look good. But my concern is, like, the stink of losing, once it gets on you, it's hard to get off. I, I think I think everyone in Nets world and Nets community, Nets Twitter, whatever we want to call it, um, I think we downplay how much, how important it, is, it takes for a team to kind of understand, not not how it plays but how it wins when times get hard this is what we do to win and this team is not going to find that out until until very late in the season you you know what the nets have become Mm. they've become talkers and excuse makers and it's trickled down 
into the fan base. Not 10 minutes before we got on this podcast, I saw one of those This Day in Sports tweets. And today was the day the Nets traded for Darren Williams. And right in the comments below was a Net fan, right below. And it said, had he not got hurt, things would have been so much better here. And I said, if X wasn't hurt is the new motto of the Nets. And he and Nash said it in the post game uh, last year, or maybe the, the the end of the year press conference. He alluded to the injuries. He alluded to them in the Laker game this year. At the end of the first quarter, he gave one of his. Uh, he had to do an interview, and he said they were asked about the shooting in the floor space. He said, "Well, if you have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Joe Harris, we wouldn't be a problem." They talk like excuse making losers. Right. Who and but they behave, and the fans behave like a franchise that has accomplished something. So the the reality is, in the two but, and a half years these guys but, have been here, but I think that's where the disconnect series, is, though. And we're currently the eighth seed. Yeah, no, I think that's where the disconnect is, with between fans, and and Stephen. You can tell me if you think I'm wrong about this, but some of the fan base is here just to watch Kyrie play. No matter how much, win, lose, or draw, they're just Kyrie fans. Then there's another group of fans that feel like as long as we're relevant, as long as they talk about us on first take every day, as long as the best players are choosing to come play with us, nothing else matters. There's a group of fans that want to be relevant. And then, you know... um, I, I, I like I, like for me what I want is I want to win. I want this team to represent the place that I'm from, the place that I love, the place that's a part of my identity and part of who I am and and, and has welcomed my the the Haitian side of my family to these shores. Um and I I, I want to see a championship for the city. But I I think I think the the the, miss, the reason why it's so hard to talk to each other right now, especially when 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 everybody isn't like if we win a championship, everybody gets what they want, right? But some of us don't really care about the championship. It, it, we could take it or leave it. Like, I, I, do you notice that, Stephen? Like, are, are you are you aware of this phenomenon, or am I making it up? No, it's definitely real, especially the stand part. We just got rid of all the James Harden stands. They all migrated to Philly now, thank God. Um, But we still have the Kyrie stands. And I'll say this about the, like, even the divide with the fan base, almost in, it's almost like it's a crossroads where, like, some fans think, like, oh, if we just have everybody healthy for the last five games, that they'll be, the talent will just overwhelm and, uh, we can just go into the playoffs like that. Me personally, I'd like to at least win some games before that with everybody. Um, to me, the only antidote to losing that's on this team is KD. KD's the only one. I saw him go out there with four rookies and beat uh, Philadelphia and beat Toronto and beat uh, teams. He's the only one. So when he comes back, that's what can get rid of the stench. But until then, bam, to your point, this is like a 500 team at best. Um, that can win on some good nights. And like I said, the crossroads with the fan base, me, myself, I, I don't want to take these games lightly. I don't want to take to, like, it's a shame that tomorrow is an uphill battle now because that's a team that's directly in front of us that we could have taken a game from already instead and, of having to give up a game. And, you know, Steve, to a further extent, why on earth should I watch that damn game? Or why should anybody pay to go to that game tomorrow night? You don't. They don't give a fuck. Why should we give a fuck? I don't want to. I don't want to go watch. You know, I guess he's off the team now. But you know, the Javon Carter, James Johnson, David Duke Jr. lineups. It's worse because it's, we, it's, we let go of Javon Carter. We let go of Javon Carter. We don't have Javon Carter, and we're ramping up. We're 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 ramping up. Uh, Dodgers, uh, and so. It's, <laughs> it's if, the Nets win, if the Nets do win this year, they basically spit in what everything we think we know about team sports. Everything to, about 75 years extent, of ba- 
75 years of basketball flush it down the toilet. We just completely made a whole new way of being in sports. <laughs> to a worse extent, even from last year, because at least last year felt like a championship run when we had uh, even the big two, like two of the three in there. It felt like a, like a championship season. If this was to end up in a championship season, I've completely lost what a championship season is supposed to feel like. Right. right. Because the, this has become some of the least fun like uh, uh, moments, like long portions of moments throughout a season, I can I, I've, I've even at even at twenty nine and sixteen, it didn't feel right. Yeah, no, I, it didn't look, feel right. You know, a lot of Nets Twitter are not um, season ticket holders, but there's a few. Obviously, you know the the Brooklyn Brigade and those guys, but. I don't understand how they how they feel like they're not being loyal fans if they're not complaining about this shit. Like, you paid your hard-earned money and you've bought tickets in a city where you can barely afford to live, much less buy, buy uh, uh, tickets to an NBA game. And you're there every game and you're watching... A team that is not the one that was in the the pictures of the team that was in the email that you got to to buy those tickets. You you don't feel gypped a little bit like sh- sh- should they? Are, we we have a, a New York team without a New York style fan base, and I always bring this example. But I brought it up on this podcast many times. The two thousand eleven, the two thousand twelve Giants opened the season as defending Super Bowl champions versus the Dallas Cowboys were losing at halftime and there was a smattering of boos as they ran off the field. <laughs> That's how we are supposed to... Don't, the Nets fans don't demand right. enough from this team. Right. Transparency. We don't demand enough from our beat writers. Those guys haven't broke a story. The only thing they tell me is the injury report. That's it. Right. Like, yeah. we, don't, we get nothing from the team. We get nothing from the writers. We're sitting here. We have no clue what's going on with Joe Harris. We've got no clue when Ben Simmons is going to play. Kyrie Irving plays whenever he feels like it. We have no idea when Kevin's coming back. No idea when George is coming back. This is not how you you, you win a a title. It's just just not. And it almost feels like they're willing to just say, you know, we'll we'll use the rest of the year for experience and what happens next year. It it bothers me that we can't have a conversation about it. Like, you have to almost be afraid to say, yo, this is bullshit. And because <laughs> really it's supposed to be like a former player. Like, I, I can understand if I'm sitting here going, this is bullshit. I'm tired of watching this team. Fuck the Nets. Like, I, that's not what I'm saying. But let's say I got angry one day and I said that, right? It's supposed to be someone like Richard Jefferson or someone who works for the team. But it'll be your, the, the Nets fans will just be like, you're panicking. You're, you're, you're this. You're that. And I'm fighting for you guys. I'm, I'm lobbying for what you should want too: a championship, excellence. I, I think we do. I, you know what? I'm not gonna say I deserve it. Maybe I don't deserve it as, a, a, a Brooklyn Net fan of of nine and a half years. Um. But still, <laughs> your point, Eves, like I'll give you a quick example about how net fans, it's almost like they wait for, I don't want to say permission, but like they, they want to wait till it's like, okay to like say something like with James Harden, it was always like, oh, he's just getting back. He's getting his injury. He's give him time. I know he's been inconsistent. And then he gets traded and he's like, oh, you know what? He does suck. He's not going to come back this year. Uh, it's hey, thank you. Anybody who said those things beforehand. Was critical. Oh, you're fake. Keep that same energy when you start playing like an all-star again. Yeah, guess what? I, of course I will. Because <laughs> I'm an Ed fan. I'm mad when they're bad and I'm happy when they're good. You know. But now, now everybody, oh, thank God we don't got to give them that contract. It's really just a hypocritical fan base. You're right. And and there's like, there's like this thing of like where you can't have a nuanced opinion. I've, I've always wanted the Nets to get younger, faster, uh, 
uh, with with longer lo longer more athletic players. I've been advocating for that for a very very long time. Um, guys, uh, somebody's getting feedback, so mute. Um, but I I just want the team to be accountable. Did you guys watch the Sean Marks interview? How how do how does no one in that interview how does the press conference ask him about Joe Harris? That's a failure in journalism. How how do you how could no one ask what is the process that you're using to evaluate when Ben Simmons is going to play? They let Sean Marks go up there and say he's going to happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> sooner or later <laughs> they were like alright that's the answer let me write that down this it's weird right like that's not normal right Steven if the Nets if the, if the Nets were the Knicks they would be getting plastered all over the place I don't think but the Knicks they, have I don't have I don't think the Knicks have those type of guys either the fans they, they have the type of fans though right the Nets the, are moving in anonymity where it's like there's not enough of us to for them to talk about it on sports radio enough. No, I think there's a but. lot of us. It's just our culture is fucked up. <laughs> we don't believe in one thing. And I can see why. Because, like, look, Bam, your family um, um, and, and Sam's family, uh, Nets fandom goes back to the New York Nets. Then it, I almost feel like, the New Jersey Nets group is a is even a different breed because the New Jersey Nets fans were a minority in their own state. There was more Nick fans in New Jersey. Like when I read those demographics, I, I was shocked. There were more Nick fans in New Jersey the whole time the Nets were there. So they lose the team. The team comes here. Um, um, you know, but some of them stay and some of them become Nick fans, like our, the famous Dolan J. Trump. So it's, it's just an odd mishmash. And then you have the group of my group. Then you have some people who came in because of Jeremy Lin and, and stayed. Then you got other people who were, you know, who are just Brooklyn fans. And I think because we're such a mishmash of all those things that we don't necessarily have one unified culture. We kind of all believe in different things and want different things. It, 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 is that a fair assessment, Stephen? I would say so. I mean, you're, you saying just what you said does bring back memories because I grew up, I live in Jersey and I grew up uh, with the Jason Kidd era. And to, to have all that winning in Jersey for those early kid years up until like the late Vince Carter years, but yet to have nobody like even locally talk about you was very damn frustrating, especially with. And it was like you said, it was a we were just a, a few minority uh, minority fans where, you know, it was frustrating for that. But we're definitely passionate, which is probably which is probably why we uh, go at each other sometimes just because we're so passionate. No, it's 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 weird when someone has to tell me their their net fan bona fides. I was a Net fan since the swamp, <laughs> and and then you know someone like like Bam could be like, shit, my family's been Nets fans in Long Island since Nassau Coliseum in the championship. So, it, I I think that's why we're so weird. You know, Bam, you, you got a theory? Um, I I'm not sure you'd want me to share it. I think uh, I think I think the main the main thing here we got to keep them we got to keep the main thing the main thing. Okay. And I think the fan base got very me myself included got very happy that we you know we got Kyrie we got Katie it was unprecedented for this franchise to land those types of players willingly. Typically, they had come here because they were under contract and traded, and were like, "Well, shit, I, you know, I gotta stay here." And then they always resigned. Kids, the Vince Carters, the, the Darren Williams, those guys were traded here unwillingly and, and wound up staying. 
Right. This was two guys being like, you know, we're gonna go there, and could have picked, you know, Anywhere. better, more historically relevant franchises, um, but they chose us. So that honeymoon period lasted a long time. But like some Net fans, that honeymoon period ran out, and some of them are still. And to me, it's like, all right, well, like, like I said before, we're now two and a half years into this thing. So we knew we were sacrificing the first year. The team got worse the first year from the prior year. Last year, great regular season, came up short in the playoffs. And we're in eighth seed right now, having one of our stars force his way out of here. Our roster's in flux. And all the team tells us is we'll see these guys back eventually. And and that's the part that I can't handle. And I I just, it doesn't seem like this is going in the right direction culturally and talent-wise and and just cohesiveness on the floor. We're starting, we're basically in training camp when everybody else is 60 games in. The only thing I'll push back on is, um, the only thing I'll push back on is I don't think, I think we got, if you want to say we got worse roster-wise because maybe James Harden, like the superstar, superstar, we traded him. But I actually think the roster itself got better. It's just that we haven't seen it yet. And we're going to have, with the shortness of games, we're not going to be able to see a lot of it. But I actually do think we got better. Like we got Seth Curry. And I'm only talking about the pieces that'll be here for like next year. So like even like just from a roster standpoint, I think we actually did get better. It's just so frustrating that we haven't been able to see them yet. The rookies got experience who will be better in the long term. The one thing I will say, though, that I hate is that now, like, the new the new phase is like, uh, oh, well, we extended our window, which may be true, but I don't want to hear that yet. Like, wait until yeah, after I, the season. I, I like that, too. I, that just doesn't matter. That, like, it's, it, it, it doesn't I, matter today. I'm not today. even sure that that's true. Because the, I'm not even sure that that's true because the window is Kevin Durant. And once Durant is gone, the window's over. I, I don't think it's a championship window, but what it what it is is we don't have picks. Well, we do have picks. I know we've we've had this tête-à-tête before, um, um, bam. But we don't have control of our pick until 2029, and because of that, if having a kid like like Ben, who I hope he can evolve here, um. I believe he will evolve here. And if you have Ben, having just Ben Simmons, uh, don't go by how you feel about him right now. Go by how, you know, when we used to argue uh, about how good Ben Simmons was, and I used to say he sucked. (laughs) Ben. Um, Think about who you thought he was then. And that's who he could be. And I think that keeps us out of the out of the lottery it keeps us from having any like low round picks and keeps us from from you know uh uh you know giving up a lottery pick to these dickheads in houston whatever i don't care about that shit right now i just don't care i i mean let's i i just don't i can't i can't care i care about Wasting another season of Kevin Durant, and, and to this to this point, he, he, in the back of his head, he's got to be a little bit regretting that extension that he signed, no outs, but he signed it. Why? And why would he regret it though? If if this is where he wants to be, he's, he's on comfortable a, he's on here, and he's seat. and he's got all the power. He's in the playing game. Yeah, but that's it's his fault he's in the play game. No, it's not. Game. It's the other it's everybody else's fault. He's allowed to miss fifteen games. He carried them for the rest. Where was his help? I'm I'm saying that he's the one who empowers Kyrie. He's the one yeah, who, who gives who, who gives him the ability to do the shit that he does. If if he was like and, get get on a court or I'm trading your ass, then I, I think I think if Michael Jordan is, if Kevin Durant, if Michael Jordan's brain is in Kevin Durant's body, none of this shit is happening. And, the, the, and the, the problem, the problem for Kevin is, he has nothing on Kyrie. He needs Kyrie more than Kyrie needs him. Kyrie doesn't give a shit. You can't trade me, Kevin. I'll retire. 
<laughs> go fuck yourself. The one, the one thing I'll hey, say about KD, hey, though. Hey, Kevin, I'm the captain now. He's the one in charge. That's the problem. The one thing I'll say about KD, though, is that he's never shown to have, like, um, these, like, big superstar egos to the point where, because I think that's uh, what, some fans fear is that he's like I don't think he regrets the contract because I think he is what he what he talks about where he's just a hooper he he's he's the type that will go out there with anybody and still think he can win so I think as long as he's here he's going to give us this uh, maximum effort and not try to like get out of it and you know say trade me or whatever so I think as long as he's under contract I think he's going to be here and give us his best and um, that's that's what I've always liked about him well, I, I I don't think he I don't think he's ready to jump ship yet. I I don't think there's any chance he would like. There's going to be a level to this where he says, "Look, this has become unsalvageable here. You know, get me out of here." But I I agree. I don't think that that's this year. I think it would take another really bad season. That like they if they let's say they get in this year as a seven seed, they get knocked out by Milwaukee. He'll he'll look at everything and say, "Look, we you know we had all this commotion." We got to, We can add to the roster, tinker around the edges, come back. We'll be better. But if they had another like bad season next year, no matter what the cause of it is, he's he's going to be out of here. He's not going to win. And frankly, at that point, you'd say maybe it's time to move him because if we can't, if we can't get this thing done and on the right track in the next year and a half. It's probably never going to happen. It's. Frustrating for me because I think Kevin Durant deserves this because he hasn't disappointed. He may have made some bonehead kind of decisions as being our, our GM or as Sean Marks likes to, likes to call it, the collaboration of all of us. But uh, for the way that he's played and the game that we saw together, Matt, like the the way he had that building feeling, and the effort that he gave on offense and defense, um, I, I it would be a shame if if the Nets don't give him a championship. Like, and and I and I think everyone's done their part. I I really do. Sean Marks has, you know, shuffled guys in. We're we're gonna talk about Goran Dragic right after this. Um. You know the the pieces are there. We even when we've had to make trades, I think we've made the trades the right way. And yeah, I I just feel like everybody deserves this, and I I just don't understand why this team can't get right. All right, let's 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 talk about the moves we did make. Yeah, just to answer your question, though, mm-hmm. it's because they're the Nets. <laughs> That's why. That. And if, like I always say, some teams, the Giants get helmet catches, the Giants get, you know, they they get land they land on Giannis's foot. That's that's just the, the it's just the way the ball bounces sometimes. But God, look, look we're, we're the Nets. I I think you said something like that when I was telling you that we were going to get Goran Dragic for sure. And uh, it was either you or Sam saying, oh, well, how, why is he going to come here over these other options? Cause we're the Nets, we we get everybody we want. It, it seems like, and you know it's a relationship business. So I always I I always was super confident uh, that we were gonna get Goran Dragic. What do you like about it, Stephen? You you go first. Well, just the one thing I do love about him is is um, I loved how he played in the playoffs when he when he played the last two seasons. I mean, he was what, a cr- what, critical. Is that a part. long time ago in NBA age? You know, from it is. thirty-four to and thirty-two. One it, and one of it was in the bubble. But the one thing I'll say about it is, a he will definitely have a reduced role here, where we could try to capitalize on, you know, like Blake Griffin, for example. He plays the best in spurts. If you keep him in that twenty-minute box, he could. That's when he plays his best. And if Goran Dragic, if we just need him for about 15, 20 minutes. And he can go out there and be be like a real point guard for us, because you know we haven't had a real backup point guard or even like a real point guard right. um, this season. So I'm excited from that aspect. He can control the tempo. He'll he'll be in his spots, and he's a he's a knockdown uh, shooter. So mm-hmm. you know he's shown that he can be that. I like him because 
he has subject matter. He's a subject matter expert on the Nets. I mean, on the Nets' offense. Well, Steve Nash's offense. He's gonna know how to run the offense. He's gonna be able to hit the ground running. And the reason why he was important to get is the Nets have a lot of guys that you got to create offense for them. Um, um, so because they have so many guys, you got to create offense for. You know, having a guy like like uh, Drogic who will get them in the sets, have real good understanding of where people are supposed to be, and he'll make things easier for those other guys who can't, you know, otherwise score for themselves. Bam, what do you think about Drogic? I, I would echo everything you guys say, but also keeping him away from another Eastern Conference team and making them deeper and better. It's like a double positive for us here. Um, and I think we have to have another ball handler, like particularly, you know, let's say he was playing Thursday, which he's not, but keeping guys in their more natural roles. Kyrie, best off the ball. Curry, best off the ball. Joe Harris, best off the ball. Right, they do all those things. And then even when he's on the floor with Kevin or Ben, uh, he also can spot up in the corner. So he brings us a little more versatility in the ball handling spot. Like you said, he's experienced. He can hit the ground running. After he has his 35-day ramp-up period, he'll hit the ground running. But it won't take an adjustment, at least from a mental uh, standpoint of the game. And the other thing, real quick, Eves, one thing I'll say is, uh, like you just said, the relationship he has with Steve Nash, he's basically, you know, as a football term, like a, a coach on the field. Uh, like, he'll, he'll be the an extension of Nash, all that relationship, and to run Nash's offense. Like, we've been running a James Harden offense basically all season, and Drogic can come in here and see Nash's vision and how he wants to run this offense, the pace, the tempo, and like you said, bam, put everybody, he keeps people in their spots. Patty Mills, just run around and shoot. Joe Harris, when he comes back. Seth Curry, you know, corners and shoot. So that's the thing I love about it with the, the signing. The great thing about the signing also is that it gives us, no, and that's a lot. It, it doesn't give us, it doesn't make us Kyrie proof. Um, Cause you know, it's the, the talent is such a far drop off. How, how much do we need to like, can, how much can Drogic fill in for Kyrie? How far does a Drogic get us versus, you know, like, let's say Kyrie gets injured or something. That answer is zero. Right. But so, he, what he can do is in the regular season, the nights he doesn't play, it's just another guy that can play at an NBA level. Like, we've been tossing out a lot of players this year mm-hmm. that, like, stink. Not like they're like, oh, man, we could really use an upgrade here. Like, some of these guys have, like, stink. Right. <laughs> so much so that, like, we were all excited about Kessler Edwards because he hit, like, a couple quarter threes. Like, He's a bona fide NBA player, you know, at least in theory. So he gives us more depth, more options. Nobody's replacing Kyrie Irving if he goes down. Like, those kind of talents cannot be replaced. Um, But regular season nights, if, like, a Curry misses a game, we're not throwing Javon Carter out there anymore. You know, we're throwing out a legitimate NBA player. Right, and Andre Drummond instead of Paul Millsap, that's a hell of a – upgrade as well um is there any upgrades i missed steven with these trades well, not, i i wouldn't say i mean upgrade i will say just just because um just getting seth curry like in that trade was so pivotal to me um so just to get that spacer on the floor because mm-hmm. even we saw it in those just those two games just the ability for somebody to put the put the ball actually on the floor take a dribble and shoot and have the confidence to make it uh, both from themselves and the fan base, because I know every time Javon Carter put the ball on the floor and shot, I never thought it would be going in. Um, but I'm just happy with uh, Curry being here. I've been happily, pleasantly surprised with Drummond. I always had an opinion on Drummond, and I, I've been proven wrong, at least in the first couple of games. Um, he, he really, like I knew he was a really great rebounder, but he really gets his body in there. And yeah. uh, so that, I've been pleasantly surprised with that. And... And I, I think the other thing that, that they did or they accomplished with this trade was it, it made it where if the guys aren't coming back, 
like, if Joe Harris isn't coming back, and every day it starts to look worse and worse, Seth Curry could fill that role. Um, we can't fill in for for Kyrie. So again, this whole championship is going to hinge on is his is his mind right? Is he, is he healthy? Um, you know, will he ever be again enough to get us through a championship? I, I mean. So, you know, I think that's that's really the only question. Um, based off of who we have on the team, right, I hear a lot of people kind of like talking about how horrible Steve Nash is. Is Steve Nash a good enough coach to get us a championship? Steve, I'll give that to you. For sure. If we're, if, again, to Bam's, to Bam's favorite word, if we're, you know, we, if we can have our quintessential, like at least seven of our top 10 guys, Nash is not the best, in my opinion, to me, at least he's not the, the X's and O's coach or like in-game coach. That's not what's going to make him great. He's more of a keep, keep the, uh, everybody from panicking while, while there's like a little brush fire and things like that from yep. going on. That's what I love about him. Um, but definitely, I mean, look, Nobody's thinking uh, Boltholder is a great coach and he won an NBA championship. And I think uh, the talent to me always wins out in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So Nash is, de- I'll put it this way. Nash will not hold us back from winning a championship. You know what Nash is? Nash is Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson didn't run the offense on the Bulls or the Lakers. That was Tex Winter. Phil Jackson didn't run the defense. He had an assistant coach for that. Several of them. Um, what Phil Jackson was really good at, Phil Jackson was good at managing NBA egos to the point where his teams, you never knew they had problems inside the locker rooms until they were at the very end. Matter of fact, this Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan thing has been waiting to boil over so long that it took until, uh, uh, the documentary came out. To, to show how, how, how much in terms of cracks was in that team. Steve Nash is there to be the Nets CEO in the sense of he's the, he's the face in the, count, in the press conference. He lies to the stockholders and he attracts in talent to the company. That, that's what Steve Nash does. He's Phil Jackson. Now, Bam, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I, 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 th- I would say a lot of what Steve said. I, I think Nash is, I, I think Nash is a below average coach, but I think you can win with below average coaches in the NBA if the talent is right. I've seen um, coaches lose, Bam. Well, he because he, they over he, he, he had a big part in us losing Game Three versus Milwaukee last year, and then me and you were talking, not even on the pod, we were just talking on the phone, and I was like, "You can't lose these types of games, like." You never know what happens. One sprained ankle. <laughs> so you can blame Kyrie's sprained ankle on me last year because I put it out there in the uh Oh, it's in, definitely in, in, a fault. It's, I it's... put it out there because I just have <laughs> seen this movie a million times. I, I just he's not gonna hold us back. He's not gonna put us over the top. It's just like and, and I understand I I curse him in the middle of games. I'll I'll call for him to be fired on on Twitter. I'm gonna just say this for anybody that talks to me during Nets games. Even if you agree with what I say, toss what I say out during the games. I get too emotional. So when I have a level head of thinking about it, like I'm not in love with Nash, the coach, but I, I ultimately think it just doesn't matter that much. As and the he, person who I'll absorbs all of his all of his anger and angst and pain, <laughs> I'm the one that yeah, gets you, it in you text just messages. Stopped responding. <laughs> you and just he, stopped responding. I'll say this. No, the I haven't. I love about Steve, the one thing I love about Steve Nash mm. is him him being a former player. And yes, too, sometimes we we talk about this because like oh the minute Katie's minutes will be higher or whatever. But the one thing I love about him is, and I know we ultimately lost the series or whatever. But like in Game Five, like he knew he had to play KD forty eight minutes, or else we weren't going to be able to win that game. And I feel like just like another coach like but- Budenholzer. You know, he's known for always keep or Atkinson back in the days, like, oh, you got to manage the minutes because, you know, 
they got to stick to their like analytics and everything. So he, it's like Steve Nash can can be that kind of coach too, where he can know the sometimes and know the uh, flow of the game or things like that. Being a former player, where it could help us. No, I, I definitely. So Steve Nash knows what it's like to be a superstar. I never. I always felt like, I always felt like he robbed Jason Kidd, you know, uh, of of a MVP. Um, but he knows how to be that guy. He knows how those guys function. And and also, I, I please don't get offended to me from from me saying this, but in, on my son's basketball team, uh, it's it's twenty kids. The two coolest kids on the like I'm maybe not the coolest kids, but the two kid the two white kids on the team, they're so fucking cool. Like it's 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 amazing. <laughs> and and it just goes to show like when you just kinda have to play basketball, you live in basketball culture, you become like a Steve Nash. Steve Nash was really good friends with Kobe. Steve Nash was really good for like Steve Nash was a guy that Kevin Durant used to seek out for basketball knowledge. So I I, I think we're getting our money's worth for Steve Nash. And I think um Goran Dragic is yet again another example of, of why he's here. He's he's the face. He's the one that lies to the stockholders. Okay. Last thing, and we're gonna get the fuck up out of here. Right? This mandate. Uh, everyone's celebrating a victory lap. People are saying, Mayor Adams looking forward to ending vaccine mandates. But no timetable. <laughs> like, why every time information comes out, even though I believe fully that this thing will be over on um, in March, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure of that. I hope. <laughs> Uh, for Bam's health, but like, are are you guys comfortable with believing that the mandates are over? I, I didn't I get think this there was. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, 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 the one thing I'll say is, like, I saw the the Eric Adams thing today where he said, you know, oh, uh, in a few weeks we'll we'll go over it or or it'll be over in a few weeks or something like that. But the one thing I saw is one thing I I'll say to myself is, um, until. Until it actually happens, that's when I'll believe it and everything like that. And then the other thing is, I honestly, I see people, and I think it's mostly the Kyrie stands saying like, oh, Kyrie won, Kyrie won. What did Kyrie win? We're like, by the time he gets back on the court, we'll have like 20 games left, if that. And he'll, he'll miss the whole season. And it's just like, it, like I get it. He's, he also he's lost up. millions of dollars. Yes, right. he did. So it's just this whole area. It's just one of the. It, I'll be so happy when it's over, just so we don't have to talk about it again. Honestly, and, and the, the the thing for me was, we just fired like um, fourteen hundred something uh, New York City employees. The last lawsuit trying to like fight the mandates didn't work. Everybody has to. Everybody who works for the city has to take the man um, take the vaccine or get fired. What happened to fighting for those people? How come that's not talked about anymore? What did what did we get out of this? What did this protest do for the city of New York, the unvaccinated, the people who've made that choice, or your teammates, or Kevin Durant, or even Kyrie Irving? What did he get out of this? How how the, did he win? I'll, I'll tell you, he got one thing. He got time with his son. And I, for him, that's very valuable, I'm sure. And God bless him if that's what made him happy. But from a basketball perspective, from a changing the world perspective, from the, the COVID and the divisiveness over that, he accomplished absolutely nothing. He lost time to his career with his teammates. That's it. And he lost a ton of fucking money. Now, maybe the time with his son for a guy like him, you know, you said you were talking before. I told you I had the day off today. It's been a while. And, you know, you were talking about, you know, earlier in your career working a lot. Maybe it was worth it to him. And, you know, God bless him if it was. But all the shit about I'm just one person out here trying to be me and 
be the voice of the voiceless, that was just all verbal vomit. <laughs> and it was from the get-go. Why is it so hard for us to recognize that, though? Like, it, it it's, it's just... It's just so weird that that we can't have a conversation or even feel disappointed as Nets fans because other Nets fans are going to come and tell you, like, you know, how dare you want to win? Like, I, it's just the yeah. very... Well, it's just like Steve said before. Those same people would love Harden until it was evident he was gone. And the same thing will happen with Kyrie when his career, and it might be three years from now, but his career with the Nets will end unceremoniously at some point, and he'll be kicked out the door on his way out. Hmm. The fans will say good riddance. Look, if it's Unless like... he wins a chip. Right, so right. Yeah. If it's the Cavs situation, those fans who hated on him, I don't understand. I, like, to me, you, you get the title, like Burris, great example, right? Fucked up the 08 champ rerun, but he got me the one in 07. Yeah, I'm good with my man Plax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Plax is still a hero. He people invite him to come shoot yourself on many club nights in Manhattan. You know, correct. <laughs> so no matter what, I'll, like I'd, I'd let, that I'd old pimp, the, he can shoot me in the hip if he wants. Has, listen, that old pimp, um, Clyde Frazier had a restaurant that nobody liked the food in Manhattan, and but it it went for a long time, right. and. And he deserved it because he he's the last person to bring a, and maybe the only person, yeah, the only person to bring an NBA championship to to New York City. So win, win you. But again, it's why win when you have the cult following that this dude has already. Why have why why do championships when when? When five hundred dudes on Twitter is gonna fucking attack anyone that has the nerve to say anything about you, so like, it's it's a very odd thing. Like winning is hard. You could just be cult leader and chill. Um. All right. So let's just one last thing. When does KD get on the floor? When does Ben get on the floor? When does Joe get on the floor? I'll start with you, Ben. KD, Ben, Joe. Joe Harris next season, and it may not be in a Nets uniform. Ben Simmons. I'm going to be optimistic, and I'll say two March fourth ish, fifth ish. But am I? Am I? That's my heart speaking. My head says after the tenth. Durant will be back the first week of March. And early in it. Now they come in fact I'll I'll just give you an exact game. He'll miss the next two and he'll play the third game. The third? That's a good guess. Yeah. Steve. And then I'll and then I'll, oh, this ahead. is the last thing I'm gonna say tonight. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna keep repeating this. Do not underestimate the chances of LeBron James being on the Nets next year. And I'm not gonna oh, shit. I'm not gonna elaborate. But do not it's there's a very real possibility that looks to be headed towards a divorce and I can see it's it happen. not coming here man no fuck all the glamour and glitz I plan to get rich I'm from New York and never was a fan of the Knicks <laughs> yo Steven KD Ben Joe when do they play yeah, I'm in the same boat with Joe. I think we don't see Joe until next season. I just when I start hearing second surgeries and and the fact that we haven't heard anything um, really progressive about him, um, positively about him, it, it scares me. And I, I for his sake, I'd rather not him come back uh, now that we have Seth as the insurance. The yeah. KD, I will say, I want to say the third. We play. Two, four games, but the two, because I think two, the beginning of next week would be a little too early if they're going to stay on these weeks away. I think the third, we play the Heat at home. That's when I think uh, KD will play. Ben, I want to say maybe like a game or two after that. I'm going to say KD plays Monday because I just, I'm tired of losing. I'm going to say Ben. 
Ben, I don't know when Ben is gonna play, but he has to play before the tenth for me. That's that's gutless. Ten and he has to play on the tenth. And he has to play on the tenth. He has to play in Philly. That's a huge thing for me. Me, me too. I, I, I would just look at get him it different. over with. That's what I'm saying. Is he's gonna have to do it eventually? Just do it. Do just it. Get and go it ball with. out. Have a revenge Rather game. Rather do it now than in the playoffs. God forbid we play them. I want to play. Uh, this is what I want to ask both of you. Mm. I know it's 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 tough to say right now because we're we're all kind of maybe on the uh, negative side just because we're uh, we've been losing a lot of late. But if this if this does turn around, they get on the court and it starts working well since i've got you both here i wanted to ask you what would be your dream say we're like this you know it doesn't matter the seed but what's your dream playoff run of three teams or four teams uh including the west winner like who, is, who's your, is, is this assuming i know we're gonna win yes like say we say this is a championship run this somehow turned into a championship run and we have to beat three eastern teams and then the west team what would be okay. your dream scenario so in the first round, I would love to not. I would love to see Milwaukee, and knock them off right away. Um, the second round, I would take the Heat, and then the third round would be Philly for all the marbles and send James's fat ass to the cheesesteak factory. Cheesecake factory. Uh, <laughs> for, before the season, I would have said the Lakers, but that doesn't seem plausible. No, just because of the stage, the Lakers, LeBron. Um, but then, so now I would say it would be the Warriors, but that's not the path I would think I want now because I don't know they're going to win. But if you're telling me they're going to win and this is the path, that would be the path I would take. So, Steven, should I do what I think is going to happen or what I would want to happen? What do you want? What do you want? Okay, so what I would want to happen will be the third seed. We'll somehow get, I don't know how they'll do it. Derrick Rose will come back. They'll have a spurt. <laughs> and we'll get the Knicks in the first round. We sweep them. You, you'd have to be the one seed for that. Yeah, that's true. I'll tell that's you what. I'll, I'll, re, I'll, I'll advise them. We play the Knicks in the plane and send their asses back in. That's Ooh, there you go. To play the Knicks. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get the plan. I, I don't. I, I don't. Um, but if the season goes perfect, the Knicks will make it into the the – that some into the playoffs somehow and be mediocre and get a horrible draft pick and stay in purgatory. Um, so, so I'm still, I'm sticking with that. Knicks in the first round. I don't know how it happens. Second round, because we had the bucks in the second round. We, we go seven with them. We, we beat them. That, that ghost is exercised. And then Eastern conference finals. I want Philly. I I don't want it to be close. I want it to be a gentleman's sweep. I think they'll get one just because out of just like superstar pride. But I think we need to beat the brakes off that team and teach them a lesson. That's that's the dream. We win that five one. Then we go to the championship. This is a little bit of what I think is gonna happen and what I would want to happen. I would like to beat the Golden State Warriors. The reason why I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win, that you know, uh, Chris Paul getting hurt is going to throw them off a little bit. With them thrown off a little bit, they're going to come into the playoffs a little bit shaken. Golden State's going to take advantage of that. They'll get the they'll they'll come out of the West. We face them. KD completely buries the 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 conversation of he went to Golden State to win a championship by knocking them boys off and bringing the first NBA championship in 50 years to New York City the Brooklyn Nets champions of the world <laughs> I'll be burning sage on Flatbush my brothers if that happens <laughs> Steven tell them where tell them where folks can find you uh, well, first, let me tell them my playoff, uh, my playoff team scenario. Okay, please, um, go ahead. It would actually be, bam, you stole all my thunder with the teams. It's the exact same four. Maybe I'll do a different uh, lineup, though. I'd love to beat Philly in the first round just to – and I hope for the lower seed, too, because the first game would be in Philly, and I'd want to sweep them and be in game four at our house. And second round – 
I would uh, the same two teams. Like I said, it's either Miami, probably Miami in the second round, just because they're so damn annoying. Um, and then the third round, I'd actually want to play Milwaukee in the third round for me, just because I give them the respect. They are the defending champions, and I like to beat them right before winning a championship. And then the Warriors for the exact same storyline you said, Eves, of showing Katie why he ultimately went to Brooklyn, that he didn't need the Warriors. Right. And winning a championship and letting me go to my first Nets parade and meeting every everybody on Nets Twitter and getting drunk and celebrating. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be out there with my sage and my bottle of barbecue. I will be drunk off my ass. Matt, you good? No. <laughs> but I have to, there's nothing I can do about it. I got to just sit back and, and, and pray and hope for the best. You're going to ask Steve where you can find him. You can find me on your muted and or blocked list. <laughs> As am I. Steve, where you where people can and the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SteveB7. And let's start winning some games. Let's go. I'm tired of waiting. It's time to turn this losing streak over and start winning some games. Get KD and Ben. Get Drogic in here. Kyrie back. Start winning some games. <laughs> no question. Hey, New York City, we are Pod Thorn. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.